Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Happy uh, National Beer Lovers Day, everyone. I swear to God, that was last month, too. It's, it's all the time, I think. I really. think it was like IPA day. Was they last slip it. Any way they can find a yeah. way to get that out National there, Beer do, Lovers right? Day today. So it's am I celebrating 7. the beer or like myself? Yourself, yourself. yeah, yourself. By having a beer? Something like that. Bread me with a good time. Something like that. I'll go drink some beers today just because of that. Our uh, roster person of the uh, segment. Mm-hmm. Safety, Tedrick Thompson. Did he make the team? Made the team. All right. Congratulations, Tedrick. Yeah. Tedrick. There you go. Nicely done. Uh, Why are uh, you reading a roster person each segment? For our guy James. Yeah. He's been listening all weekend. A lot of people tuning in, tuning out. We had one caller to the show so far this week. He wanted to know the 53-man roster. I think we're talking about it enough. I wanted to hear about it. Right. wanted to hear about it. And who made the team. I'm just having you reset the table for those that are just joining us now as they get up, get their coffee. I was going to. We were currently talking about baloney as well. I was going to read all 53. Right. Both numerically and then alphabetically. Yeah. And, uh. Didn't get to that. That's right. So, so man called in, doesn't have a cell to. phone, doesn't have the internet, has been waiting since Saturday to hear about the roster decisions. Yes. That's correct. Just making sure we're all on the same page here. Okay. We are. Uh, among the uh, the roster cuts, now the uh, Chiefs brought back 15 players who they cut it um, that were originally part of their, their camp. What's the practice, practice squad at squad? this year? 16. 16 players. 16. Uh, it's double from what it's been in the past, and you can right? protect... You can you can actually protect players this year as mm-hmm. well on the, on the practice squad. You, usually, a practice squad you can poach somebody and put them on your active yeah. roster. You can take them this year. You can protect players as well. You can even put veterans on there. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen because I'm looking at some practice squads. Matt Moore is a practice squad right. player this year. And you're like yeah. Matt, Moore, Matt Moore. How is that possible? Yep, that's yeah. possible this year that uh, that veterans can be part of. There's this people as well, who aren't so. even playing that are on practice squads out there, like Cade McNown. I mean, that guy's on the practice squad for who? Like Jacksonville or somebody like that, where he signed up. He's getting twelve thousand dollars a week jo- to hang Josh out at McCown. home. Josh, Josh, Josh McCown. McCown. Yes. yes, Josh McCown getting, is a emergency quarterback with Philly. Philly. Philly that's what it is. Yes. Right? Getting paid twelve thousand dollars a week to just be ready. He's not even. It. He's not even going there. No, he's not even he's, practicing. He's, he's he's literally on a. He's on Zoom. Yeah, he's on standby on Zoom. Yeah, and he's getting twelve k a week. I he's assume a nice he's got to like right? you know do some sort of like leg exercise. Well, I, that's all up to him. That's all up to him though. He's, he's not stay going, in shape. He's not going to the facility. He gets to stay home, watch his kids play high school football, right. and just be ready. And if something happens, they Which call him. Meanwhile, awesome. twelve thousand dollars in the bank every that Monday. That is a gig. 
That yeah, is that, that right there, all this, all that, be the backup quarterback. No, be the quarantine quarterback that's not allowed near anybody and get paid 12K a week. So the uh, the Chiefs made their cuts, got down to 53, brought 15 back. Right. So they got um, a spot for a guy on the practice squad. I, I wonder how much poaching. Right how much poaching are we really going to see? What with all the rules and everything now, with COVID and swabbing and all of that kind of stuff that needs to take place before you can even really bring somebody into yeah, your it's a little bit, little bit, little bit tougher to do. That. Poaching yeah. is my favorite way to make an egg. An egg, yeah, I love that. I figured you'd you'd poach an among egg. the cuts that did not get called back was uh, former second round pick. Um. Bashad or Bashad Breland. Breland speaks. Yeah. Didn't they bring like everybody back that they cut? 15. Yeah. 15 were, were all the people they brought back. The practice squad so were. They ran them back. Campers. They did. They ran the practice practice uh, players back. too. Except for Breland speaks. Uh, Breland speaks is not among those. that's coming back. <laughs> oh, that's not, I mean, that's not quite. I mean, that's not quite the case. I mean, they had to cut 20. What was it? 27. Yeah. They cut 27, brought 15 back for the practice squad. Correct. They're allowed to have 16. Breland speaks not back for the practice squad. Correct. That should go to show what they truly feel about Breland so, speaks. So, former second-round pick. Or that they have a lot of depth at that particular position. But he is um, a former second-round pick. Though. Got injured yeah. as well and never got back in the uh, in the rotation of what has become a really deep position as well. So sure. He was kind of kind of uphill, but a, a, a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. Usually gets a little wiggle. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, Brett Veach asked yesterday why was uh, Breland Speaks among the uh, the cut casualties? With Breland, uh, different scheme when we got here. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought he and our staff really thought his rookie year did some things that you can really lay a foundation on. And, uh, you know, we all know that he came in a little out of shape the, the next year, and, and then he had the injury. So uh, I think when you get behind the eight ball in professional football, it's tough. And then when you get behind the eight ball – on a roster with a deep defensive line, it's even tougher. Uh, we'll say this credit to the kid. He did come in in shape and, and, and worked hard to get that, that weight off. Uh, again, he was just up against a, a very deep and talented defensive line class and in, in our, our staff and uh, both coaching and personnel staff. And we were always committed to doing what's, what we feel is best for the team and playing the best players and, and the guys that were on our active roster. We felt that day by day and the way they graded out, they, they just performed better and they deserve to be on the team. Never caught back up. Never caught back up at all. And it sounds like, too, you know, when you make that first impression, it wasn't exactly the best first impression for this organization. You heard Brett Veach mention out of shape. How many times do you hear, I mean, since Dick Vermeil called, you know, uh, Ryan Sims fat and out of shape, how many times do you really hear an organization call somebody out of shape? And I think that was a message you know, to Breland Speaks to say, hey, you didn't do what was necessary to come in here and play. That was the impression we had of you. We, we were never able to get past that impression that you gave us. And here we sit now at a deep position, and, and you're on the outside looking in, man. We just don't have time for this right yeah. now. So. so high draft pick, gone. Yeah. I traded up to get that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Traded up to uh, to get that spot. It, so. it, it, to me, I'm looking at it more. This isn't like the Chiefs failed to develop him issue. This is a he didn't develop properly in the NFL and didn't do what was necessary in the NFL to get to the level that he needed to be at in order to have a roster spot. Our conversation with uh, Tyron Matthew next. Fesco in the morning brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. It is a Monday. It is 730. Uh, Beginning next week. That's going to mean Derek Johnson on the show. That's right. DJ is going to join us every Monday at 730 during the Chiefs season. How about that? That's going to be a lot of fun, man. One of my favorite football players of all time, my favorite chief of all time. Love watching that guy play, and I'm excited that he's going to be part of 
Our Chiefs coverage here on 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs. Josh is doing sidelines this year with the two other guys up in the booth who I can't remember their names, but I know that you <laughs> – I kid, Danon and Mitch, Danon Hughes, Mitch Holtis uh, on the call. Josh will be on the sidelines or in the stands or wherever he's placed this wherever year. Wherever I'm told. Wherever you're told uh, to be. Rich Holtis. I love, I love listening <laughs> to him. Caves will be on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Have you got the howl down yet, Josh? I have not. I'm okay, not. so you can catch I'm the games not, there. I'm told and I need the howl yet. All Chiefs programming here on 610 Sports Radio. So, yeah, DJ, Monday, 730. Mark it down. Uh, our chance to chat with Tyron Matthew and the uh, the Chiefs. Not exactly this year was it's not quite the year to to, to celebrate a, a Super Bowl win. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel like we've been left out. You know, we, we saw, you know, past champions, you know, parade around for a whole offseason and kind of get to enjoy being a champion. So uh, but I think it's, it's actually added to our motivation, you know, going forward. Um, I think uh, right now, you know, we still have a chip on our shoulder. Uh, we know that it's a lot more that we can accomplish uh, individually and as a team. And um, I know our coaches feel the same way and our leaders feel the same way. So I probably say we're headed into this season, you know, with the right kind of chip on our shoulder going forward. You know, one of the things that's kind of been discussed this offseason be- between everybody is how many in a row can the Chiefs win? Ty said seven. You know, a lot of people out there say, boy, if they win four in a row, they can be, you know, in a, in a category unlike any other team before. How significant is it for you guys as a group to be looked at as the greatest, like, team, if you will, of all time and do things that nobody else has done before when it comes to team goals? Well, I think we have a lot of great individual players. Uh, we have a lot of great individual coaches. And I think as long as we all continue to work together, we, we continue to come to work, um, like I mentioned, with that chip on our shoulder, um, with some extra motivation, um, I think everything else will handle itself. Like I said, we got some great guys in our locker room, from some great coaches. And I think our mindset right now is just trying to play our best ball. And I know the coaches feel the same way. They're just trying to call the best play because they know they have the players to get it done. And so I think for us right now, it's all about the Houston Texans and you know just taking it one game at a time. Tyron Matthew joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Mentioned a couple times the chip on the shoulder. How, how has the defense been able to, to keep that? And, and why is that important for you to still have that chip? Yeah, well, you know, um, I think the narrative is what it is. Um, and, you know, I feel like last season, you know, we set a great standard for ourselves defensively going forward. Um, and not everybody has to believe in that. Um, as long as our coaches believe in that, as long as the players that's in our locker room uh, believe in that, uh, we'll be fine. Like I said, we got some great leadership. Um, we got great coaches. We got a lot of guys that weren't high draft picks that, that didn't get big contracts. So a lot of these guys are motivated to, to do well and to succeed. And, um, but like I mentioned, it's all about bringing everybody along, uh, making everybody feel like they're a part of this journey with us. You know, Ty, uh, um, in uh, camp earlier, uh, Frank Clark mentioned that he wants to become, with Chris Jones, the greatest pass rushing duo in the NFL. Aren't they already there? Like, who's better than those two guys right now? I mean, they, they mean so much to us defensively, mean so much to our team. Um, especially towards the end of the season last year. Um, you know, I think Frank Clark, he's, he's the only guy to have that many sacks in the postseason since Von Miller. So, and then Chris Jones, uh, he is who he is. He's a d- disruptive force uh, in the middle. And I think when you have that kind of confidence along with coaching, um, along with work that they, um, I think the sky's the limit for those guys. How good is Frank Clark from a, from a closing standpoint? Because I'm, I'm comparing him, and Josh is going to get mad at me, to Mariano Rivera. Every time he came into the game in the postseason and you guys needed it shut down, there was Frank Clark in the Houston game, in the Tennessee game, in the Super Bowl. Frank Clark made the key play at the end of every single postseason game for you guys. What is it about that guy that he can you know, come through with a big play at the right time? Well, I think you know Frank is highly motivated to, 
to prove to prove his daughters wrong, and then to prove the people that believe in him right. And I think anytime he gets that feeling where you know he's the only shark in the water, um, I think it's easy for a guy like that to to do what he does best, you know, and that's to really get to the quarterback, really affect the play. And um, I know he's licking his chops, you know, hoping that he can have that same situation in a couple weeks where you know the game's on the line and and the whole stadium sees that that he's the guy that made the play. We had a chance earlier in camp to talk to uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and he talked about how you kind of took him under your wing back at the LSU days. Um, what did you know of him then? What do you see of him now? And, and obviously he's kind of had to hit the ground running here. Yeah, he was a great kid then. You know, he, he's, a, he's a great young man now. Um, he's always been highly motivated. Um, he's always been overlooked, you know, because of his size and, and whatnot. And we've always had that in common. And, but to see a guy put his head down, to, to put in great work, um, uh, to go to a program where it's a lot of five stars being recruited there, but yet, uh, he's the he's the bell cow. He's the guy that's the three down back. Uh, he's the guy that was a big part of you know LSU winning the championship. And I think he still has that same chip on his shoulder. You know, even though he was a first round draft pick, um, you know he still seems to feel overlooked. And I think as long as he can keep that chip on his shoulder and keep himself motivated, uh, I know most certainly guys like Pat Mahomes, Coach Reed, would definitely put the ball in his hands and get him going. How, how much better does he make your offense right now? I mean, you look at an offense with Tyreek and Travis and Sammy and Patrick and all of a sudden you're like, man, that's pretty good offense. Add McCall Hardman in. Oh, no, now they got Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Like, people are losing their minds around the NFL right now trying to stop you guys offensively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, especially with uh, Damian Williams, Williams, you know, opting out, uh, we really felt like he was a guy that, that we featured a lot in our offense. And I think Clyde can step in and, and really have that same impact, you know, especially if we play well enough to, to get into the postseason where – you know, teams are going to hone in on Tyreek and hone in on Kelsey. You know, I think I think Clyde can really take over some big games for us late in the season and early in the season. And I'm uh, just looking forward to seeing the kid continue to grow, uh, continue to be a great teammate. What's it meant for your defense every day without preseason games to go against this offense? How much better have you guys got just playing against yourselves? I mean, you know, it, it's obviously a challenge. It's obviously, you know, a, a, a stressor, <laughs> you know, especially for younger guys. They've never seen that kind of speed before in their life. And But I think it's actually going to get us better. I think it's actually, you know, gotten us really prepared. I think we have a lot of confidence going forward. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, it's all about what we believe as a defense, what our coaches believe, and just trying to take that belief to the field and, and see it all pay off. Not having any preseason games, obviously, is an effect on kind of how you prepare, but also the, the season opener where you guys are on center stage in a return of the overall NFL. Is this game taking on an even like, larger significance and how big this game is going to be on September 10th? Well, you know, we're going to treat this like any other ball game. Obviously, you know, the Houston Texans, we have some history with those guys. You know, we're actually one and one with them, you know, going back to last season. So we know those guys are going to be highly motivated. Um, to really come out and give us our best shot. And I think for us, we, we, we always have to match the intensity of our opponents and if not, keep it higher. So uh, we're expecting a great football game. I'm expecting, you know, all the best players to really show up and try to show out. And um, it's going to be on us to, to defend our home field. Talking with Tyron Matthew here on 610 Sports Radio. And, and obviously this offseason has been met with the coronavirus and, and obviously the racial injustice that we've seen in this country as well. And we all had to see it again last week up in, in Wisconsin. What have the conversations been like between you guys inside the Chiefs locker room? Well, just trying to find the best way to, to make a positive change. Um, and I think, you know, right now it's all about, you know, educating young people, uh, educating all people to, um, to really love one another um, and, and then to move forward you know, with positivity. I think it's easy to kind of point fingers or blame this or blame that. Um, you know, we can get into a back and forth conversation all day long. I think uh, right now, you know, we're just trying to move forward uh, with some positivity.
accountability uh, and hoping that can create change while, while bringing people together. So, so what can we do? We're sitting here, you know, on the radio or people are at home and they're, they're listening, they're, they're paying attention to everything that's going on. What can we do to help move forward and help everybody get to the point where everybody does feel equal in this country? Well, I think just keep, keep having those conversations, you know, keep, um, continue to make people feel involved uh, uh, in tough topics, continuing to have, you know, hard conversations um, and uh, hoping that that get through you know, to the other side of uh, people who may not uh, agree with that. But, you know, like I said, it's all about just trying our best to, to move forward with positivity. I think that's going to be best. And as, as long as people are preaching that and educating people on being positive and, and, and trying to change for the better, um, I think that's always a good thing. You and your foundation have been big and pushing for a voter registration for this upcoming fall election. How's that been going and, and how can, can people get involved? Yeah, so I, I actually teamed up, my foundation teamed up with When We All Vote and just trying to really start a social uh, media campaign, an online campaign, uh, getting people to get registered, uh, trying to make people aware of their environment, uh, of their communities and, and how it is that they can, you know, help create change. And I think, you know, that that's one of the biggest things we're focusing on right now, you know, as a foundation is, you know, how can we spread awareness? How can we make people feel um, like voting is important? And, and from you personally, Tyron, what, what do you say when somebody comes up to you or if somebody came up to you and said, why is voting important? What, what's your response to that? And, and how do you get people motivated to go to the polls, too, you know, in November? Well, I just try my best to tell people that, you know, we all play a part, um, you know, whether it's the Michael Jordan role or, or, or the janitor role. I think everybody plays a part in, in actually putting their hand in the pile. Um, and, and trying to see uh, better. Um, and uh, that's, that's what I'm focused on. That's what I'm going to continue to preach is, you know, um, it's for everybody to put their hand in the role, no matter how big or small you may feel uh, your role is, I think it's important to chime in and chip in. Uh, you know, over the last week, we've seen sports have such a significant impact in doing the right thing with social change, from the NBA to Major League Baseball, soccer, hockey, you know, even the NFL without games going on. How proud are you right now to be an athlete in professional sports in America, to watch and to see the change that you guys are able to have it, it, just in the last week for everybody? Yeah, I'm extremely proud. You know, I think uh, for so long, you know, it's, it's been all about just, you know, playing your sport, doing your job and going home. And I think a lot of people are really, um, you know, taking it upon themselves to, to really realize that that their, their their impact goes far beyond you know what they do for a living or um, the fans that they play in front of. I think a lot of people are inspired by a lot of our stories uh, in different ways. Um, I think a lot of kids look up to all of us in different ways, whether it be you know what we do in the community or how good we are as athletes. And I think it's cool to just see more and more players stepping up, uh, understanding their responsibility for their communities. What gave you guys kind of the, 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 like, okay, we can finally do this now and not worry about the stick to sports people? Well, I think it's just all about believing in yourself, uh, believing in what you stand for. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, understanding that, you know, not every kid is going to make it to the NFL. Not every kid is going to make it to the NBA. How can we positively uh, impact kids uh, who see the world in a different way, who want to be judges who want to be lawyers who want to live in uh corporate america you know so i think it's all about reaching those kids and, and letting those kids know that uh, us as athletes have their back and uh, and continue to speak positively and that way hopefully the whole world can see it you mentioned earlier you being kind of a mentor to clyde edwards Solaire. you're very active in the community you've got a young family yourself how do you have enough hours of the day i just try i just try to make some time for myself um you know, especially in the mornings, um, because once I leave my house, I'm, I'm all about um, the people around me. I'm all about my teammates. Um, I'm all about the community and, and, and trying to give, you know, as much energy as I can to, to those, as much positive energy as I can to those around me. And, 
you know. Uh, so some days I'll be needing to recharge, but um, I try my best to, to make some time out for myself in the morning. So that way, at least I get myself out of the way so I can focus on other people. <laughs> Ty, Ty, you've already had a major impact on this town in, in a year that, you, that you've been here in Kansas City. For, for the next year, when we, let's say we, we, we do this exact same interview on this exact same day in a year from now, what would you have liked to have seen you personally still accomplish in this town over the next year? Well, I'm just hoping I can continue to, to lead the right way, um, continue to, to impact the community um, in a positive way, um, continue to see my teammates succeed, whether that be through their own foundations or whether that be through them, you know, creating contracts or, or, or you know, setting up their families, you know, for, for, for great success going forward. And um, so I think that's my focus right now. Um, you know, I just look at myself as a person that can kind of help other people you know, get to their goals, get to their dreams and, and succeed and hold on to them at the same time. Do you ever tell Patrick Mahomes in practice, hey, dude, you're pretty good? Does he realize how good he is when, when, when he's out there on a daily basis? <laughs> I, I have my moments where I'm just looking at him like, you know, all right, dude, you can, you can stop now. But um, I love competing against him, man, uh, especially when I'm able to kind of get him fired up because, you know, I talk a lot. It's a lot of energy I, I bring to practice. And so to see him get fired up back and compete back and, you know, tell me that was the first down, you know, or touchdown. Um, it's always good to see that side come out of him. Um, he's a great leader. He's a great competitor. Um, I think he brings it out of all of us. How good is it to have your running mate Juan Thornhill back? Mitch Holtis told us a couple of weeks ago, he goes, that guy's going to be in the ring of fame in, in Kansas City. I go, after one year, you're saying that? How good is it to have him back with you? No, nah, it's been great, man. Um, obviously, to, to see him, you know, come back, you know, he's only what, eight months post-operation. And um, to see the kid come out to practice with a smile on his face, um, confident in his abilities, you know, confident in the work that, that he's been able to put in you know, over the past several months, I'm proud of him. You know, I, I constantly remind him not to not to rush himself or, you know, uh, uh, just stay on to stay on schedule. You know, um, but I'm excited to see him. I can't wait for him to come back and and be full time. But um, I'm excited to see the kid continue to grow in this league because you know he, he's such a talent, he's such an athlete, and he's really growing growing into his own leader. You know, his own communicator who who other guys in our room can feed off as well. You know, you and Josh get the opportunity, I don't, to see what's going on at practice. He's got the last two Saturdays. You've obviously been there every day. I, I want you to tell me something good about Willie Gay because I'm excited to watch that kid play, man. Yeah, man, he, he's, he's 100 miles per hour. I can, I can tell you that. Um, no, no. You know, whether he does it right or wrong, you know, he's full speed. And I think as a football player, you love that. Um, you know, so he's constantly making other guys right. Um, you know, he has the speed to make up for a lot of things. Um, and I think defensively, the things that we do, He's going to add great value to our defense, great depth, um, especially in passing situations, third, third down, you know, playing against a lot of teams this season with, with great running backs, Carolina, New Orleans, uh, even Houston coming here in two weeks. Um, I think he's going to be a real impact player for us and really help us out. You mentioned two weeks. It's not that far now to, uh, to, to opening day. How do you feel like you guys have progressed and you still got time to, to get more, more work done before the opener? Yeah, I think, I, think, I think the goal is to always get a little bit better uh, each and every day. Um, I think right now, um, if you ask me, we can go out there right now and, and compete and, and defend our home field. Um, uh, we understand who we're playing against. You know, Deshaun Watson is, is a great talent in his own right. Um, we know they lost Hopkins, but they've added some weapons on offense. So I think the challenge is still going to be a handful. Um, I think our coaches will do a great job putting together a great game plan. And then it's all about us as players, you know, cleaning the plate from last season, uh, washing our hands with that, and, and then moving forward in the right direction, trying to live up like I mentioned earlier, to the standard, you know, we tried to set last season. What like Kirk Calder will be really happy that you said washing hands. 
just so you know. <laughs> he'll, be really, he'll be really proud of you. <laughs> what do you expect an opening night to be like, my man? Like, like 16,000 fans, a small house, obviously. But, but what are you expecting on opening night? You know, I'm just expecting a lot of energy, man. I'm expecting, you know, whether it be 10,000 fans or 20,000, um, I'm expecting those people to bring, bring great energy. Um, and then I'm expecting our team to, to not have any excuses. I'm expecting us to, to show up and, and be, be prepared to, 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 like I mentioned, defend our home field and not just our home field, but to, to defend the title that, that we won last season. So um, it's going to be tough knowing that, you know, um, this season we have a tough schedule. It's a lot of great teams we're playing. Um, but uh, we just believe in each other and believe in our coach, and I think we'll be we'll be fine going forward. Well, I, you got me convinced. I, I've got Patrick Mahomes one ninety two and zero over the course of his next twelve years in Kansas City. So no pressure <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, see, nobody else is on board. I like that. <laughs> Ty, man, thanks so much for the time, man. We always appreciate it. Appreciate it, my guys. Thank y'all. Tyron Matthew uh, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. If you know the player involved in the play of the game, Vern gave you on the post-game show yesterday, 913-576-7610. Your chance to win Topper's Pizza next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. All right, it is the Masaryce Jewelry play of the game. Just listen to Vern's postgame to find out what the play of the game is and then be the sixth caller at 745 the next morning and know a player involved in the play of the game for your chance to win Topper's Pizza gift cards with locations in both Mission and Lawrence, Kansas. Be qualified to win a $500 gift card from Masaryce Jewelry. 913-576-7610 is the number if you know the play that Vern gave you. Very, very simple. Listen to uh, the Vern's postgame. He gives you the answer. And... uh, 7.45 7.45 the next day for your chance to win. Uh, Fitz has been named the the starter in Miami, that's by right. the way. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's just in this morning. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the uh, starting quarterback for the Dolphins. And I think they're probably going to do the try to let's see if we can recreate the magic that the Chiefs did with Alex Smith, you know, and Patrick Mahomes. Don't rush a starter if you don't have to rush a starter. And I think at this point of the of the season where we are, what with COVID and all, it's probably the right decision. I mean, the guy did not have, Tua did not have any kind of off-season stuff, no OTAs, no mini camps, no real training camp or anything like that. So you start the uh, you start the season veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll win a couple of games in September, and he'll turn back into a pumpkin, mm. and then you can maybe flip the script there to was, Tua a little bit later on in the year. But. There was no one more sought after than Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's exactly right. He was like the most in-demand person out there. Yeah, and he knew it, too. He came in, did his thing, and he left. But. And his sunglasses on the inside the inside of Joe Montana, and that that is true. Yeah. That's not true. Every, I, 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 Fitz I, was more in demand than Montana. I got a I got a selfie with Fitz. I didn't even bother to ask Montana for one. Why not? Because he couldn't get to him. Yeah, he had a lot of people from Skechers around. Partially him. true. Yeah, for all of them in their stride right mm-hmm. shoes. Plus, yeah, he can outrun you in those Skechers. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Moving in those things, man. Shape up. That's the senior citizen shoe. Joe did a spin move in those catchers. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Wow. Ate you for dinner. Yes, but Fitz was, yeah. Broke that both was, of our ankles. That was, you, you thought Miami was Fitz's town. Yeah. It is for now, I yes, guess. That's exactly right. So, yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback in Miami. Tua will come mm-hmm. off the bench or 
start in week three, whatever. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, if, if you could give two of the whole year and not have to play this year and learn and do all that stuff just like Patrick Mahomes did, then, you know, you probably got yourself uh, ahead of the curve a little bit. Yeah. But if Ryan Fitzpatrick... The Dolphins will screw it up Yeah, they, they, No, they will. Absolutely. Most, 100%. But most teams... I'm not even saying screw it up. Most teams can't help themselves. Right. They don't have the patience to do so. Or or the guy, the legitimate guy to be able to hold hold that off. Right. I mean, the perfect situation would be like, like the 60 game season mm-hmm. where you can be like, yeah, just, just save to we'll sure. play next year. The feasibility of that is probably pretty small. He'll well, play at some point, he, he, he probably will. But I, but I also think though, Josh, I mean, we were very fortunate to have a guy like Alex Smith. It wasn't like you had journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody like that. I mean, Alex Smith was coming off 4,000 yard passing seasons, putting up the best numbers of his career and a playing solid, really and good a solid football, team, already, a solid team around you. A, then, you know, you team that's going to be battling for eight and eight right I mean your best mm-hmm. player on the Dolphins from a wide receiver standpoint Albert Wilson he's opted out I mean so you've got a lot of question marks down in Miami you've got a lot of question marks with a rookie quarterback and you got a rookie quarterback that didn't get the fair shake of having a true NFL offseason you know coming into the league and so I think you just you absolutely bench him right now I think it is the right move by the Miami Dolphins oh, the because Dolphins get New England week one week too. one yeah the, the worst thing Exciting. that could the worst thing that could happen to a rookie quarterback is that you put him out there when he is not ready to have success and then you ruin everything and you never would, get the guy back. That. I will say five coordinators in five years is what the worst thing you do. That, that's and bad I, too. And how many of those guys are under that? Right. A lot. A lot. It happens a Ooh. lot, man. So you try to get a stable situation. Again, things that we have here in Kansas City, Josh, that I think we're starting to take for granted, you know, like, oh, just the stability of Andy Reid, having no offensive coordinator changes every year, being able to bring, you know, rookie quarterbacks in and letting them learn and becoming the next great thing. Like, we're starting to take a lot of this stuff for granted and right now the Kansas City Chiefs are not the norm they're the exception to everything everybody else right now in this league is the norm uh so the Broncos are trying to copy the Chiefs this comes from uh, KDVR in uh, Denver mm-hmm. Never heard of him. that the Broncos are trying to duplicate what the Chiefs are doing I guess they're probably not alone in this right everybody wants to be the Chiefs yeah right sure right now. so, so they're going uh, on getting like speedy receivers You'd think they went out and tried to trade for Mahomes. No, oh. no. So they're gonna they're gonna have Drew Locke sit behind Joe Flacco for a year. Yeah, yeah. That was a good choice. Again, again. You know, you you didn't have the right guy for Drew Locke to sit behind. <laughs> not, I mean, not, you had Joe Flacco. Uh, the Broncos are gonna allow fans in a limited capacity. Oh, good. Uh, beginning week three against the Bucks. Okay. According to uh, according to sources. Mm-hmm. Um, that the governor will make the announcement today. Oh, that's well, the, that's right. That's the, the governor. Yes. So the governor is going to make the announcement today. But How many the, are they planning on? Uh, they're not saying yet. Okay. A limited a limited number. Mm-hmm. That incomplete is going to yeah. sound very quiet this year. Sounding complete. Yeah, it will. So uh, it looks like uh, Denver may be the next one to allow fans in the stands. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, just in time for that big game with the with the Bucks as well. Right. One of the NFC uh one of the NC champs, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Remember him? No, he uh, he was part of the Chiefs last season. He How did he do in the Super Bowl? Oh, good for you! He got a ring. I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Super Bowl champion, LaShawn McCoy. That's right. Yeah, Super Bowl ring recipient, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy. Super Bowl inactive, LaShawn McCoy. He has okay, played that's... as many minutes in the Super Bowl as we did. It's true. Uh, so Sean McCoy is now with the Bucks mm-hmm. with Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. He's playing down in Tampa. They take all the old retired people, not just in their community, but on their football team as well. So he did a uh, Twitter Q and A with Bucks fans. Okay. 
He was asked to the best quarterback he has ever played with. Well, he played with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, open and shut case right there, right? Technically, I haven't played with Tom Brady yet, but it would be Tom Brady for sure. What? Dang, I, I forgot Mahomes. Brady would be number one, obviously, even though we haven't played a game. It would go Brady, Mahomes, then Mike Vick, and Donovan McNabb. Stop. Hang on a second. I forgot Mahomes. How do you forget playing with the greatest quarterback of ever? That's what it said. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you forgot? Tom Brady for sure. Dang, I forgot Mahomes. Uh, Brady would be number one, obviously, even though we haven't played a game. It would be it would go Brady, Mahomes, then Mike Vick, and Donovan McNabb. Well, um, I, I mean, now we're probably seeing why this guy was not suited up for the Super Bowl. If he can't remember Mahomes, he probably couldn't remember the playbook or something. Forgot maybe. about him. How do you forget about Patrick Mahomes? God, I played with who was that guy I played with in Kansas City? Number fifteen, throat far. The hell was that guy's she name didn't again? Care. Just give him the football. He's one of the football. Mahomes, like, did, did he play baseball too? What was that guy's name? How do you forget Patrick Mahomes? I know it was a brief stint uh, here in Kansas City, but I don't think that's the name that you forget. Like, if you forgot you played with, you know, uh, who whoever quarterback here, <laughs> Tyler Thigpen or something, Matt and you for, Moore, Matt Moore, Tyler, you know, one of these guys that it just was was briefly here in Kansas City and didn't do a whole Briefly, heck of a lot. Matt Moore is back. Yeah, Matt Moore is on the practice squad. Um, it, it, Jordan Tayamu. Jo- yeah, no right. with the team. It, 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 Jordan Tayamu. He's back, too. He's back, too, on the practice squad. Oh, he's on the practice, oh, on the practice oh, squad. On, of course, he, everybody made right. the practice Whew. squad except Breland Speaks. Um, so if you are one of those quarterbacks, I can understand. Oh, yeah, I forgot I played with that guy. You played with Patrick Mahomes. And if you want to say Tom Brady's the best, fine. You play in Tampa. You got you to gotta toe that line. I get that. But um, you can't forget that you played with Patrick Mahomes. That's just an unforgettable moment in an NFL career. So, that's, I mean, I remember Brandon Berger played for the Royals. If I can remember that, you can remember Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback for the Chiefs last Boxberger year. Boxberger guy that played for the Royals. Boxberger too. played too, yeah. Hey, you're, you're talking to, to Bucks fans, so if you want to go ahead and shine Brady, I don't have a problem with it. Fine. But they'll pretend like, oh, yeah, I forgot Mahomes. Oh, that's right. I didn't play with Mahomes. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Ouch. Shady. Jeez, boy. Might just forget oh, to set, where to send your ring, pal. That's right. Going to get uh, sent to somebody else. Our conversation with uh, Chiefs first-round pick, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Comes your way next. You're a dumbass. I want to see how stupid you sound. You look stupid as you look, so goodbye. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.